everyone. Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora podcast, where we connect people of Taiwanese heritage from all around the world. I've had a lot of fun making the past several episodes. We've had great conversations about identity, about first-generation immigration stories, about second-generation fitting in and finding their identity. So I hope you've enjoyed them. And today I'm really excited to have Dr. Jerry Tian on the show to talk with us about mental health in both Mandarin Chinese and English. So I hope it's accessible to everyone who is listening. All right. Well, enjoy. 今天很高兴有Jerry 我的英文名字叫Jerry 国中、高中，所谓junior high，或是middle school、high 很亲近的家人里面有就是这个蛮长久的精神疾病所以很早就知道有这个职业那接触了之后就发现这个职业其实是非常有趣的一个职业那就变成我的一个梦想就是说我以后长大我长大了要做这个职业哦酷嗯人
no no ten fifteen years after she got ill. So you 小就知道想要做这个职业是对，因为这样子的关系，从小就对这个职业非常的有兴趣。那你也知道，在台湾读大学的话，你进了大学，你其实你在考大学的时候，你就要知道，在读高中的时候，你自己大家就知道，希望选比如说理组还是文组，就 gonna go down to like a more like an engineer route、mm-hmm. or going down to more like a、um, liberal arts and stuff like that, and you're kind of separated already in high school. 所以我很早就觉得这是我想要做的，所以就往这个方面前进。那很幸运的，大学也就选到了这个 major， 然后就这样子一路走过来。大学在台湾毕业，你什么时候决定要到美国读研究所？然后为什么没有在台湾继续读？因为要做不管是啊、uh, 就是、，mental health therapist、the psychotherapist 这样方面的工作的话，基本上你啊、uh, ，bachelor's degree is not enough. You have to have a master's degree and higher level training. For licensure wise, you know, in the states and in Taiwan as well. So I 基本上一定要继续往上读的。那读 graduate school 的话是在台湾，或是说出国。那这个就是看个人的选择。家里面其实很支持我们，就是出国看看，就是不同的国家，然后啊、嗯，经历不同的文化。所以家里面其实都一很一直有这个资源，也很鼓励我们出国念书。所以就顺理成章，他说 ：“OK， 那我有这个机会，我想要出国念书，那我也需要继续念这个专业，所以我就顺理成章的来到了美国。”哇，那你英文是在美国才学到的吗？没有，在台湾的计划，其实像我这个年代出生的孩子，如果说啊、嗯，家里面经济状况负担得起的话，我大概嗯，我应该是五六岁就开始上那种 extra curriculum English classes。OK， 来补习班的那些 ，Yeah， 就是对，就是课后补习班啊，这样子的。You learn through like playing, singing, and all the stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. OK. Then after you came to the U.S., so how do you know what specialty you want to focus on? Because you focus on immigrants and refugees, right? Um, that's my focus right now. When I first started graduate school in the states, I went to my focus was actually couples and family therapy. There's many different modules of、uh, therapy. 有 individual couples, you know, families, group, all the different types, right? Ah,、uh, 你知道个人的、团体的、婚姻、伴侣，还有家族的心理治疗，其实都有点不太一样。那我们华人的文化来说，家庭是非常重要的一个人生里面的环节，跟西方的文化不太一样。所以我在一开始学校申请的时候，我就特别选了我要来这边 focus on couple and family therapy， 这是。兴趣的东西，所以我一开始读的硕士班是 focus on couples and family therapy. Um, so to speak, it's called or, or you can also call it systemic therapy. So we focus on the system, the individual, and the system around them, not just the individual. We focus on their family, the work environment, you know, their relationship, anything that can be, so to speak, like being called a system. Because,、anyway, uh, again, you, you know, we found a more traditional. So to speak, like Chinese originated culture,、um, it's very high context. I don't know if you know what that means. What does that mean?、Um, so there's, you know, when we talk about multiculturalism, there's the more individualistic culture. That's more low context. Low context means that a lot of things that you have to really kind of put down in writing on the paper in words, so people know and communicating well with that. But in high context culture, which so speaks more like the collectivism culture, where we came from, like Eastern Asia, other things are there's a lot of 
a lot of unspoken rules that you're supposed to know. So a lot of times you go into a group, you start meeting with everybody else or to a new environment. Our habit is not we immediately start kind of talking or doing things we can observe what's going on, what's the dynamic of the group, how is everybody interacting with each other, what is the culture of this group, and what is appropriate to do and not appropriate to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. 你可以用中文讲吗? 可以可以。所以这个用中文怎么翻译呢? Context就是背景，对不对？你可以拿来讲，说是个背景，就是一件事情，然后你要看旁边的背景。所以所谓的low 西方文化书的东西都要白纸黑字写得很清楚，那个是有很大的差别的。For 很多事情你就 you expect the students to know without you telling them. 举个例来说，那我他在课堂上可不可以用手机？在课堂上可不可以用电脑？或是你用电脑的时候，你是在做笔记呢，还是说你是在做别的事情呢？这些事情应该不是我需要告诉你的。身为一个学生，你应该要be professional。那你知道你什么可以在课堂上做，什么可以不可以在课堂上做？OK。如果是high 你从来没有说不可以在课堂上用Facebook，你从来没有说不可以在课堂上用Social 你很有就是leadership的这种感觉，就是你在课堂上勇于发言啊，你问问题呀，跟老师有互动啊，什么这这种的文化跟我们东方的文化，上课文化是完全不一样的。这是一个例子，讲所谓high 我们如果说跟举个例来说，如果说我们跟我们的美国朋友一样，比如说跟家里有所冲突，或是跟父母亲意见有不同的地方，美国人可能说，OK，I'm 
I can't just stop talking to my parents. Yeah. 就突然就说，哎，我跟我妈吵了一个架，那我就半年、一年、两年，我不打电话回家，我跟爸爸妈妈没有任何的接触。And then your parents are really gonna take that very seriously, and that's gonna maybe have like more serious consequences and you know take more tolls out of the relationship. 你懂我意思吗？懂。That is the cut of ties. 所以对我来说 ，system 对于华人来说，我们东方的文化是非常重要的。所以我那时候才想要读一个所谓 system systemic therapy， 而不是只是专门在说，哎，今天一个人来看我做 individual therapy， 那这个人好了，就全部都好了。因为你要知道，这个人在出了 therapy room 之后，除了我的治疗师之外，他还是要回到他生活的环境里面。那他生活的环境如果没有有所改变的话，那他的生活永远都不会改变。对啊，那虽然你觉得像像比如说我们。华裔的这些孩子，或是在这边的 second generation， 我们父母亲是移民到美国，然后我们我们在这边受美国的教育。You know, sometimes there's like some weird culture identity or bridging two cultures effectively. 嗯哼 ，second generation， 我觉得在 cultural identity 这方面其实更辛苦。你跟 first generation， 或者是就是，或者是你跟一般的美个人，就是在这边美，在这边就是 multiple generations Americans 比起来更辛苦，因为你家里面的文化跟你到学校和外面世界接触文化是两个完全的不同的文化。嗯、mm-hmm. ，OK， 对，在家里面是做事是一套方式，然后到外面去上学、读书、跟朋友相处什么，又是另外一套方式。How do you find balance between two identities and create an identity of your own? That's something totally different. 我举个例来说，那就像你说的，我们专门做 immigrant and refugee， 所以我有很多个案，他们是那就是 second generation or 1.5 or even first generation， however you call them， or you know third or fourth generation。每一个 generation， 他们的 identity 其实都有一点不一样。因为他们的 acculturation 这个文化相同被同化的程度其实都不太一样。那呃，对于 second generation， 很多人的 struggle 就是家里面对他有 one expectation， 然后他到了外面的社会 ，there's another different expectation。那他如何就是说在这中间取舍？当他跟家里面的父母亲发生争执了以后，或者说相处不好、意见不同的时候，他是要照家里的 expectation 走呢，回来跟父母亲认错、谈好 ，maybe the relationship is not so great， but You can't stop talking to your parents, or he has to follow expectations. It's not healthy to maintain this kind of relationship with family, so just stop talking to them for a while and cut off ties. What do you do? So, for many one point five or second generation people, this is a very difficult place. So, if your parents and child have this scenario, what would you tell the first generation and what would you tell the second generation? Do you think therapy would help them, or how do they even start the conversation about going to therapy? Because it's still a little bit taboo, I think, in Asian culture. Absolutely, it's still very much a taboo in Asian culture. Therapy is definitely a great way to start, but therapy is not going to solve everything, right?、Um, conversation starts in different ways between family members and stuff like that. In my doing this kind of family therapy, I need to talk with my parents. 这一代的 first generation， 还有跟孩子这一代的 second generation， 都要坐下来好好的谈一谈。父母亲要了解他们的孩子在这个国家出生、长大、成长、工作、人生都是在这个国家，他们的 identity 跟他父母亲的 identity 其实已经是不一样了
，那这些孩子 second generation 他们在这边的生活跟文化，他们习惯的东西都非常的不一样，所以父母亲其实要求孩子，而且这些 second generation。做完全跟 first generation 一样的事情，其实是不太可能的事，因为这些 first generation they came to this country because the supposedly life is better here, opportunities, and they raised them in this country. And kids are influenced; they grew up in this country. You cannot expect them to do exactly the same as what the parents do, because it's just different. 那对于 second generation 来说，你要跟他他们也需要了解，就是说。You cannot expect your parents to be like your friends who are maybe fourth-generation Americans, because first of all, everybody's parents are different, and also they be the first generation. Their cultural identity of acculturation is very different than people who have been here fourth, fifth, or maybe ten, fifteen generations. That's totally different. So, 两边都需要把他们的 expectation. 拉到一个地方 that's realistic, and meet halfway in the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that that totally makes sense. And so, I guess if we were to shift gears a little bit, so we're talking about expectations. There are some expectations where you have to be a lawyer or an engineer or a business person or a doctor. I don't know how common it is, but it seems like the Asian Americans tend to want to do it like a hard profession type of job. Liberal arts, it it seems less popular. Do, is that something also like a cultural thing, or do you think that's like an immigrant versus because you know generally immigrants who come to the country, like who immigrate abroad, want a better life, like you were saying. I I think both. Yeah, I I really think it's both. Well, first of all, it's kind of a the cultural thing, like where I came from. 甚至是在台湾，我在其实我算是在台湾长大、出生，在那边成长。成人了之后才过来。My parents' expectation, my mom's expectation was you either be a, I mean, we'll joke around about it, but you know, jokers always have serious,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You either be a lawyer, or doctor, or maybe you know, if you go a little bit lower expectation, maybe a teacher, because that's a very stable job. Okay, but very much well respected in the society.、Mm. So culturally, this is just a common expectation. Parents want you to have a stable, professional job. You won't be able to speak up for yourself or be able to take care of yourself. So you can have a good life. As an immigrant, this thing goes deeper. Immigrant parents have to go through a lot of difficulties and struggles to be able to provide their family and, you know, move them out to this new country and start everything over. That makes sense. The way you describe the stability, that totally makes sense now. Yeah, it's all about stability. Yeah, so it's not really about that what job they really likes. It's that what job makes the best money has the best stability, you know, and well respected by the society, you know. And then, like I said, the you know the as Later, because the parents have to go through so much struggles、um, to get the family established here in this country, then they want their kids to have a good life. So for them, traditionally, you gotta have those very super professional jobs, go through a lot of schooling, everything, to be able to have stable lifestyle, and that's all they want for you. They want you have a good life. Um, they don't think about like how if you maybe be a writer that will make you happier. They want you to be able to have the material things that you need in life before you think about your 
spiritual happiness and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they never had the opportunity to, to think about that. For them, it's all about how do I put food on the table at the end of the night. So opportunity to do that, they don't think about it. What what they want is that you, uh, their second generation to have a good, st- stable life that will never go hungry, have a good house, and you know live in a good neighborhood, have good cars. And then if you have all of those, you can think about other things. Sure, you can do that. But have a, a stable life is more important than anything else because of what they went through in the past and their experience. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but even deeper. Absolutely. Yeah, especially, you know, if you think about, you就是说移民的父母亲来到这个国家，大家都是从零开始，就算是来这边读书的留学生，后来留下来，他们的生活也是过过一段很辛苦很穷的日子。因为过过那段日子才知道，钱跟能够吃饱喝足是多么重要的一件事情。他希望他们的孩子有人的东西，再去想别的东西。But you gotta think about for second generation. I mean, they might struggle a little bit when they're younger, but a lot of the times that they are well provided by their family, you know. So in the American culture, I'll go after your dreams, right? Mm-hmm. What you want to do, be your own person. That is very different value than you know where the immigrant parents came from. So, oh, that's so great. Thank you. No problem. Emotions, like talking about emotions in Asian culture, mm-hmm. is also a little bit taboo. My friends and I just joke around. We don't really know how to express emotional words, you know, you know yes. different things like empathy. How do you say that in Chinese or like depression, anxiety, like all these different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Chinese words are and like how would you even have that deeper conversation with their parents? Because 平常父母亲回家的时候说,哦,你有没有吃饱,功课有没有做完,上班怎么样,什么的,但没有说,哦, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, like, Americans seem to be like, oh, how are you feeling today? Like, why are you sad or like whatever? Mm-hmm. That goes back to Maslow's, you know, needs again, you know, they care. It's very interesting how, especially, you know, where you and I came from, Asian culture, that are you, do you have food to eat? Are you full? You're not hungry. You're not cold. You have a shelter. Hey, that's all you need in life, right? Mm-hmm. More than anything else. And a lot of times in our culture, um父母亲对你表达爱的方式,当然对你表达爱的方式,就是煮东西给你吃啊。对。这就是这因为food is the biggest thing kind of connects people together, I think, in our culture. Um very much so. So our parents express their love by doing things in a different way. They like you know, they're asking you, did you eat already? Do you need anything else? And all this stuff, um, because that's how they feel like that's the most important thing in life. Um, it's different than, so to speak, the more traditional white American culture that they talk about feelings, how you're doing, do you feel sad about things like that. Again, like for our, as immigrants, especially people that have to go through struggles to get to where they are today, you don't talk about feelings before you know that you have dinner. You have money to buy dinner for your whole family by the end of the night. There's, that's, not, that's not in your concern um, because you got to make sure everybody has food in their tummy. 
you know, before they go to bed and stuff like that. If you really want to talk big, think about historical background and context. 你想一下，在过去移民之前啊，第二次世界大战之后，战争的发生，很多很多的不同的历史背景啊，华人受了非常非常非常多的苦。对，因为战争的关系，在战争的时间之内，大部分的人是吃不饱、穿不暖啊，
there's about five. Yeah. So resources wise, you know, therapy, if you can find somebody that knows the culture and has experience working with immigrants, different generation relationships, then that will be kind of the first thing that you want to look for when you look for a therapist and some people that you can talk to. And of course, if you find somebody that from the same culture, speak the same language, that would be even better because they have very similar, not necessarily exact the same, but they have very similar experience. And they might be able to understand the struggles a lot better. And you know what? It's not that everybody needs to go to therapy. Of course, I think that anybody can, therapy can be helpful for anybody, right? Actually, I do think everybody should go to therapy. <laughs> not everybody can go to therapy, okay? That's just kind of thickly.现在看书开始，不管是看中文的书啊，看英文的书，或是只是像现在有越来越多的media，你是说电影啊、电视剧啊，其实讨论很多，讨论很多这样子的事情，移民家庭的struggle，移民家庭辛苦的地方，移民家
they're really kind of caught in between sometimes and also have to meet, wanting to meet their parents' expectation, but then they also want to make themselves happy. But it's hard for them to find themselves like in this in-between space and create like a third identity for themselves. So they're not Taiwanese. They're not Americans. They're Taiwanese-Americans. And, you know, those three categories can be very different in terms of where family is at. So it's very common. I see different seed conflicts between different generations because of different expectations, acculturation levels, and how a family should work and how relationships should look like in the family. And then, you know, parents are expecting you, just like and taking myself as an example, my parents are very much involved in my child's life, even though we live far away. They're actually back home in Taiwan. But I make efforts for them to be able to spend a few months with my child every year because that's important for me. I want my child to be able to still experience that part of the Taiwanese culture um, so she can merge both together and feeling comfortable that she doesn't have to pick either one of those from the very beginning. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's something actually takes a lot of effort to do as a parent for my child. I want them to be a part of my mother culture, but I also want her to feel comfortable in this culture that we live in right now. So I have to give both to her. Um, you got to be very intentional, putting a lot of effort. There's a lot of traveling involved, and there's a lot of um, boundary crossing with family members, but I want to provide her that environment. So when she grows up, she feels very comfortable going in between two cultures that she doesn't have to feel like she has to pick either one of them. So, yeah. So this kind of stuff I see a lot in families, in the clients that I work with. It's very common, happens to immigrants. So Yeah, thank you. What's the best way for people to contact you? So I think email will be the easiest way. So it will be um, uh, Jerry Tian, G.S. George, E as Edward, R as Robert, I as Ice Cream, T as Tim, I as Ice Cream, E as Edward, N as No, at APDC, which stands for Asian Pacific Development Center, that's the agency I work at, dot O-R-G. So I'm going to repeat the email again. It's G-E-R-I-T-I-E-N at apdc.org. Thank you so much. And hopefully this is helpful for folks. It's not just individual work that we have to do, um, but, you know, family and generation impacts as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I really want to echo what you just said. It's not about individuals. It's about the whole system. It's about how family all have to work together to make the relationship better because, you know, system, it's always about multiple members in the system, right? Any relationship, there's more than one person in it. And everybody needs to work on making changes happen to take a step forward or to take a step back. Thank you so much, Jerry. Maybe we can talk again next time. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to do this. I, this is a lot of fun. So, I'm very happy to do this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
Um, 我对于这方面非常有热情，因为身为一个 immigrant myself， 那我希望能够，相同的 struggle 我看的太多了。嗯、um, ，这本来就不是一件容易的事情。So if I can, you know, share my knowledge and some of my insights, um, how we work with people with different stuff or different mental health issues, I'm more than happy to share them. Thank you. What other topics can be helpful to share with folks? You know, another thing is also my. Focus is、um, intercultural relationship counseling. So couples that who get together and each partner is from a different culture, and or even have a different first language, they get they get together, have this romantic relationship, you know, and they're building this new thing, new system for themselves.、Um, and then that kind of relationship, some sometimes is more challenging than people who、uh, get together are from the exact same culture, speaking the same language. Why is more challenging? Because culturally, there's a lot of things that are very different. Things that you don't even think about, you need to talk about with your partner. That all of a sudden you start doing it, your partner's like, "Why are you doing that?" A lot of times, people start cohabitating, and they realize, "Oh my God, I'm just like doing things in like how my family does in the last thirty years," and didn't even realize that until your partner, who's from a different culture, points out, "Like, why are you doing things like that?" You're like, "I have no idea. Just because that's how my family does it." So yeah, so intercultural, multicultural couples—that's another thing that I'm very interested in. I do a lot of work with as well, especially with the internet. Now, the internet is so advanced. More and more people You know, there's TV shows about it. You know, 90 Day Fiance, like when the person move out, you know, for love to a different country. What are the things that they struggle with and things like that? A lot of things that can be communicated better if they have appropriate outside resources and help and support better, rather than turning into this is something that it's unsolvable in a romantic relationship. So yeah, that's something that I would love to talk more about, actually. Oh yeah, we should do another episode on that. I am actually very interested in that as well for myself personally. Yes, yes, we all. I myself is an intercultural relationship as well, so I'm learning in my relationship every day. There's something new every day. It's yeah, it's very interesting. And this is again, this is something that think about anybody who's you know listening. Think about like how many couples you know around you, friends that are in this kind of relationship. It's much more, way more than you think. Actually, when you pay attention to it, 自己我们可以都可以想一想身边的人。其实有你一定认识有这样子的朋友，他们是在这种 intercultural relationship 里面，所以现在非常的常见。只是大家有的时候不太讨论，或许这可能也是另外一个 taboo。Anyway， OK， 好吧，那我们下次再约。好，谢谢你哦， Cynthia。谢谢 Jerry， Thank you so much。拜拜。